Welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We couldn't do these without the incredible support of our sponsors, and we want to start by saying thank you to all of them. First, thanks to our diamond sponsor, Varsity Brands, including BSN, Varsity Spirit, and Herth Jones. Varsity Brands, elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. We also want to thank our platinum sponsors, including Ephesus Lighting, innovating a brighter future at every level. Gilman Year, always a step ahead. Camp Mobile, where teams communicate better. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. And Vital Signs, bring student achievements to life. Thanks to all of our great sponsors. Welcome back everyone to another edition of the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest today is Pam Cauley. Pam is the Athletic Director at Foundation Christian Academy in Valrico, Florida, uh, up in the Tampa area. Pam, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Oh, we're very excited. Uh, hope you're having a good year so far. Well, as you know, uh, the life of an athletic director these days is very busy, so we're going to jump right into it. We always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, where you went to school, uh, college, and, and maybe how your love of sports led to this career in athletic administration. Sure. So I grew up in Safner, Florida, Tampa Bay area. Um, I went to Armwood High School. So uh, we, the school is a magnet for sports. Uh, so it was great being there. Um, I went to college at University of Tampa. Uh, loved doing that. Got my bachelor's in exercise science. And then I went on to Ohio University to get my athletic administrators uh, master's. Um, so I don't know. Do you want me to go ahead into my athletic stuff <laughs> or do you want me to stop? I can just keep on going. Oh, no, this is great. Uh, you know, talk a little bit about, uh, you know, maybe right after college, you know, some of those initial jobs uh, that led to your current one. Okay. Well, my initial job, um, so I grew up doing gymnastics and uh, competitive gymnastics. So I started um, coaching competitive gymnastics when I was 15. I was wow. coaching the, the younger girls. Um, and that's where it all began. Um, that's where I fell in love with exercise and fitness and athletes and um, hosting events. Um, so that's why I chose that path um, for both my bachelor's and my master's. Um, so I got, I, I got to work at one of the best uh, gymnastics facilities uh, in the South. Um, we hosted tons of events. We host the world's largest gymnastics meet every year um, over at the Tropicana Field. And my mom's the coordinator of that. So um, that's kind of what gave me um, the love of athletics and being able to host events and loving to host events um, and knowing, you know, all the background stuff that goes with it. Um, and then after, let's see, after college, I worked, um, I tried to work with adults for a little bit. 
I worked at a couple chiropractor offices as an exercise specialist. Um, and I worked at, you know, gyms and other gymnastics facilities. Um, but I, I definitely missed the kids. I knew that um, working with adults was not my big passion. I wanted to get back coaching. Uh, so I heard of an opening at Foundation Christian. I applied and it was like August when I applied. So like a week later, they're like, hey, school starts next week. So um, I got into uh, coaching PE and they asked, do you want to do athletic administration? How do you feel about it? Are you organized enough to do it? I'm like, sure, that sounds like fun. Let's go and fell in love. And I've been here ever since. Well, that's, uh, that's a very cool path. And again, you know, you've been able to do it, uh, you know, somewhat close to where you went to high school yourself. Mm -hmm. um, uh, my uh, own career path, uh, I started out, you know, public schools and, and coached at the college level for a while, but really the last 25 years have been at, you know, private and Christian schools. Um, what are some of the differences uh, from, say, when you went to uh, Armwood High School to, you know, now at, at Foundation Christian? Obviously, you know, there's fewer students and things like that, but, you know, um, what's the difference uh, in a private Christian school that you would um, maybe share with a parent or prospective family? Oh, man. I, okay, so at our school, our biggest thing, I mean, I can't speak for other private schools, but at Foundation Christian, we're one big family. Um, honestly, and we say, once you're a Panther, you're always a Panther. So even if you leave, you're always part of this family. Um, we all look after each other and help each other. Um, and that's, that's just not the same feel that you get maybe at a public school. I've never worked at a public school, so I don't know, but being a student there, um, I love being able to share my faith with the students and with the athletes. Um, our coaches are true mentors to the athletes um, in every aspect of life. So it's not just on the field, um, but also how they conduct themselves outside of the coaching. Like we have coaches that build these relationships and with their athletes and our friends forever. And um, I just feel like you don't always see that, but because we are a family and because we, I feel like the parents, um, they can trust us um, because they know that we're being a very positive influence on their children. Um, that's, that's a huge deal to these parents. They, they know that their children are loved. Uh, they know that they're um, getting some Bible and, you know, the, the word of God in there. Um, and that's, I don't know, that, that's, why, that's why I'm here. That's why I love doing this. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate you sharing that aspect. Uh, that kind of leads into uh, our next point. In our profession, we always talk about the importance of leadership and mentoring. And uh, you mentioned your mom, but uh, I'm curious, who are some of your uh, mentors, either, you know, coaches or influences growing up or, you know, people that you possibly worked with or, or worked for? Uh, whose voice do you still hear in your head uh, when you're talking to your kids or your coaches each day? Yeah, so my, um, my high school gymnastics coach, for sure, um, he still coaches, um, and he, he taught me what it was to push an athlete, um, but not, not, not in an aggressive way, because um, I definitely, in the world of gymnastics, I can be very aggressive, and he, 
he did it in a very kind way. He traveled with us for our meets. He, um, so we got to do things outside of just gymnastics um, and it really showed me that a coach can be more than just a coach on the field in the gym. Um, they can, you can form a relationship with them. And he, um, so definitely he taught me how to push athletes in a positive way. Um, my boss at the gymnastics facility, um, he developed this empire that, I mean, it was just, it just came out of this little YMCA and then he just grew this huge multi-million dollar facility and program. And we were well known everywhere. And I mean, we still are for hosting events. And um, he taught me that um, morals and high standards and having the right kind of coaching staff um, is what can help build a great program. Uh, you can't do it all by yourself. You have to have the right people around you. Um, of course, I, I mentioned my mom. Um, oh my goodness, she, you know, coordinating all those events and, you know, the one that has over 4,000 athletes from all over the world. Um, it's, you know, again, showing, uh, she showed me that you have to create a team, um, but showing appreciation for your team um, and valuing that team that you have, not just oh, well, they didn't do a great job, so I'm going to get somebody else next time. No, take the effort and teach them, you know, how you want it to be done and, and work with them. Um, and then uh, my current boss uh, pushes me every day. He tells me he gives me uh, professional growth opportunities. That's always when he knows I'm not going to want to do what he's asking me to do. He's like, I have a professional growth opportunity for you. But um, he has incredibly high standards uh, for both um, you know, faculty and staff, our administrative staff uh, for the students. And that's pushed me to every year. I want to do a little bit better. And, and that's, that's been great. I, uh, I had a boss many years ago who would come to me, uh, Jake, I have an opportunity for leadership for you. And yeah. I, <laughs> I knew exactly like, oh, what was, <laughs> knew exactly what was coming, but uh, no, yep. that's great. Yeah. Um, Pam, uh, you started out at uh, Foundation Christian, you know, you're teaching and coaching, and then the administrative uh, opportunity, you know, came yes. your way. Um, what were some things maybe that um, when you're, now you're the athletic director, what are some things that uh, you looked at and said, you know, this is probably an area we need to get better at? Oh. Or maybe what was an area <laughs> that you think, you were doing then and you're still doing, you're just knocking it out of the park and you just want to stay out of the way and let the coaches keep doing that. Uh, everything, everything. Um, we, so we had only had one year of high school athletics before I came in as the AD. Uh, we had five kids on a cross country team and five kids on a basketball team. That was it. Um, so I came in and there, there were no procedures. There was nothing in place on how to run a program. Um, so that's when I found uh, Ohio University and their athletic administrators program. And I told my boss, I said, I want to do this because I want to learn how to do this well. I want to learn how to have a great program and uh, the best way to do it. So I am, um, from 
ordering uniforms to having permission forms to uh, communication. How do I communicate with my parents and my athletes and my coaches? And um, that was all from the ground floor because um, we didn't have anything in place when I started. Um, so it's been really awesome being able to create that from nothing. Um, it, it has, you know, I have this great ownership of the program because I, I feel I, I, you know, kind of developed it to what it is today, uh, which is, you know, it, it's indescribable being able to do that because um, you work anywhere else and you're walking into something that's already established. So being able to establish my own program was phenomenal. Um, some things that I've changed over the years, um, the, the parents and the kids love have, having everything all the time, 24 seven. They, they want access to the schedule. They want access to their coaches. They want, and they're used to that because that's the world that we live in now. Um, so finding the right app, you know, to have for my coaches to use. And um, when I first started, it, it was like the kids would get dropped off and then you wouldn't hear anything from the parents and, you know, that was it. And they were okay with that. As the years have progressed, the parents are like, no, we want to know everything that's going on. We want a note from the coach almost every day. How's the team doing? You know, they, they thrive on that communication. And my coaches that do the communication daily, um, they're like, hey, we have this coming up for practice today. Or, hey, this practice was awesome because we, we got this done today. Um, the ones that are doing that, their teams are doing so great and and i'm not saying on wins and losses but on the parents have the back of the coach they're going to do they will bend over backwards for that coach because they love the coach because the coach is um, doing all that communication so that's 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 what we've changed you know in the the nine years one one big thing that i've noticed not not a change but actually you implemented it. you know you uh, right. you made it happen oh that's great um, in addition to, I've got to ask this, uh, in addition to, you know, your online program with uh, Ohio University, um, have you um, gotten involved at all with the uh, NIAAA certification courses? Yes, I uh, just completed my last one and I am ready to sit down for my exam. I am excited. I'm like, let's go, let's do it. Um, it's something that I've been wanting to do for a couple of years and I don't know, it's just time to go, time to do it. Um, and those, the um, courses on NIAAA are, they're, they have great information. Um, you can work at your own pace, which is great. Because um, I, you know, you're sitting in an office for only a little bit of time before you got to run out and go do something. So um, it's great that you can do it in steps. It's not like you have to sit down and do a full blown out weekend or whatever you can you know work at your own pace and that's that's great so i've really i've enjoyed the courses okay. well for our listeners that was kind of a loaded question uh, <laughs> as uh, the chair uh, or excuse me the the co-vice chair for niaa certification and the florida state coordinator for certification uh, we're going to be getting a certified test administrator to uh, head over to pam's school when she's ready and uh, she's going to be able to take that CAA exam right there in her office and, uh, you know, not going to have to travel anywhere. So uh, reach out to your state certification coordinator uh, for more information on uh, not just the courses, but the exam. So 
Pam, appreciate you leading the way on that. Sure. Uh, let's go and talk uh, COVID. Certainly it's had uh, an impact across the country. We've seen its impact here in Florida. Uh, as far as this year, uh, our state association delayed the start of uh, fall sports. And uh, uh, now, you know, schools have the ability to uh, uh, ratchet up again. And uh, spoiler alert, we're recording this on September 25th. Uh, so we have schools that have already played games. Uh, we have schools that are getting ready to play games. And we have school, some schools in South Florida that are just now getting back on campus. So, Pam, here's my question for you. What's happening right now uh, in your area? What's happening at uh, Foundation Christian with regard to return to school as well as return to play? Well, in the area, who Hillsborough County has been tough. Um, they said they were gonna start, do half remote, half home, parents got to choose, and then they decided, no, we're gonna do all remote. And then that changed to only be a week long instead of as, you know, however long it was gonna be. So uh, for Hillsborough County, they, they started on August 31st. Private schools, we get to do whatever we want. So we, uh, we started August 10th as scheduled um, with tons and tons of protocol in place. Uh, we totally flipped our schedule upside down, uh, tore it apart, and built it back together. It, I mean, it was it was the craziest summer um, being on the administrative team that we've ever had. Um, we have barriers and masks, and we have cohorts, and the students don't move, the teachers move, and being in a private school, we have that kind of, um, you know, we can do that. We have that opportunity um, that we can change whatever we want uh there's you know other private schools in the area that they have also you know they went ahead and started when they were planning on starting a couple of the other private schools followed suit with hillsborough county um for our athletics it's been crazy so we went ahead and started with uh cross country and they're doing great they're out running um the races are a little weird because they don't allow spectators in certain areas or, you know, you're wearing masks if you're not running. And um, I mean, I've been able to go out to a couple of the races to watch our runners and um, it's, it's a different atmosphere, um, but you know, they're making it work. So I'm glad we were able to do that for cross country. Um, our golfers, they're out, you know, in the middle of nowhere swinging clubs. So <laughs> they're fine. Um, but we made the difficult decision to not have volleyball. Um, because, because of everything that CDC was saying, um, we, we weren't comfortable with it. That was very tough. Um, I started the program nine years ago when I first started here at Foundation. Um, so to not have that for all the students and especially the seniors, I mean, it, it felt like the spring with softball and baseball all over again. Um, but even worse, because it was our decision. We were the ones that said, no, we aren't going to do it. Um, so that was, that was really tough and I'm hoping that they'll be able to play later on in the spring um, because we, you know, through FHSA, we can decide to, you know, play later on. Um, so I'm hoping for the opportunity to do that. Um, but uh, we were supposed to start football for the first time this year and COVID definitely said, nope. <laughs> our parents were so nervous to even send to our kids to school. We have like we started out with like 50% of our students on campus. So to try to do a football program for the very first year, that was, 
it was not the best year for that. So um, COVID definitely put a little damper on, on that project. So we'll try again next year. Um, yeah, but it's been, uh, I, I've heard from a couple other schools that they're kind of wishing they wouldn't have done volleyball either. So that kind of gives me, you know, yeah, I guess we did do the right thing. And, you know, between cases that have, that we have had on our campus, we wouldn't have been able to have a season anyways. So it was tough, but we're moving yeah. through it. Sorry to hear that about volleyball. And as a longtime football coach, you know, obviously I hate to hear that. <laughs> Best of luck with that next year. Uh, I'm curious. Um, how um, have you had any students or staff uh, that uh, you know have tested positive that yes. you've had to move into quarantine? Yes, we um, we're, we encourage our students and faculty to test um, if they're showing certain symptoms. Um, we send everybody to the nurse to you know get checked out, and then she'll she'll do what she needs to do on her end on you know if you've had a fever and all that. We have our students in pods. And then within their pods, they're in cohorts, so they don't move. Um, so when students test positive, we send the whole pod home and they, um, they sit in quarantine for 14 days until, um, you know, hopefully they don't have any symptoms. We haven't had anyone get sick from somebody else getting sick. Uh, so that's been great. Um, we have had, all of our cases have been that they were exposed outside of the school. Um, you know, they did something over the weekend or whatever. We have had teachers test positive and on, on the high school and middle school um, side of the school, it's been easy because we just get a sub in there and it's no problem. But in the elementary, we've just shut down the class um, because they've had more exposure with that teacher. Um, so it was a little difficult there for a little bit. We, you know, we kept getting these positive cases. I mean, I think we, we range like 15 to 20 cases total between students and teachers and, um, our staff so it, it was it was a little bit less than i was expecting i was expecting it to just all blow up and we're gonna have to shut down the school um so it hasn't been hasn't been as bad as i expected it to be um but i'm hoping that we're done <laughs> we don't have to worry about it anymore but i know that's not true yeah. well hopefully the numbers will keep trending uh yeah. in a positive way uh as we move forward okay that's right uh, Pam, another question we've been asking our ADs uh, relates to this idea of, you know, social awareness, uh, social justice. Um, last spring, in addition to COVID, we just saw a tremendous, uh, you know, increase in this uh, awareness. You know, the events in Minneapolis and Atlanta, and then just, you know, maybe a month or so ago in Wisconsin. And my question is, what are some things that we can do as athletic directors what are some things that we can do better uh, in, in this area for our kids, our coaches, our communities uh, regarding this you know, awareness of you know, social issues? Empathy, teaching empathy, being able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes is huge. Um, being able to understand that we all come from different backgrounds. We all come from different economical regions. I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing. When, when we go to, you know, I drive the bus for a lot of our, um, sports and, and we're pulling into a neighborhood that doesn't look like ours. We pull into a school that doesn't look like ours. Um, we have a talk on the bus before we get off. Look, this, um, 
this is a school just like any other school and we need to treat it well. Uh, we need to act as though it's our school and even better than that, we need to leave it better than when we walked in. Um, we, you know, we treat everybody the same, no matter, no matter where they're coming from, no matter what they look like, no matter um, what neighborhood they live in. Um, so we, you know, we definitely, we have that conversation with our kids even before we get off the bus that, you know, this, it, it, we're just playing a sport. It doesn't matter who it is, you know, we're, we're going to treat them with respect and have the good sportsmanship and, and go on and have a great time. What's, um, um, I, I forgot to ask, you know, how have your um, students, your families, you know, responded, um, you know, regarding COVID coming back? Uh, what's the, um, um, you've been the feeling about, you know, getting back on campus? They were excited to come back for sure. Um, students were very excited to come back. There, some students were wanting to do the virtual continuing on uh, with the remote learning because they get to stay home. Uh, but um, they're, they're excited to see their friends, even with the parameters that we have with all of our COVID procedures. Uh, parents were a little bit nervous, but they, they were, as a whole, they were ready to send their kids off. They were, you know, in car line waving, see ya, <laughs> you know, I'll pick you up later. Um, they were very supportive of everything that we're doing here on campus to keep the kids safe. Um, they, they can see that we're taking extra precautions. We're going above and beyond because um, the student safety is always our number one priority. Um, with, with sports, we get mixed reviews on that. Um, some are like, hey, why aren't we doing sports? And others are like, no, you made the right call to not do certain sports. We have to keep these kids safe. Um, that's the whole reason why we're doing everything that we're doing in the classrooms. Uh, so it's, I mean, it's just how it is across the nation right now. You're, you, you're getting mixed things and you just, um, at the end of the day, as an administrator, you have to stand firm on the decision that you made and the reason that you made that decision. Because we don't just flip a coin. We, you know, make decisions based on facts and based on everything in front of us. No, and that's just such a huge point is, you know, it's not a, a right, wrong, good or bad. It's, you know, okay, this is what we're doing. Uh, you know, this is why we do it. And, you know, right. if, if you don't like it, well, you know, you know, maybe this isn't the school for you. Uh, <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, let's go and shift gears a little bit. Um, I always ask the athletic directors, you know, what's your favorite part of the job? And of course, they always say, as we should, you know, it's the kids. Um, sure. <laughs> Beyond that, beyond the relationships that, uh, that we develop uh, as coaches, as ADs, what are some of your favorite things about being the athletic director about, at Foundation Christian? What gets you excited about coming to work each day? Well, I mean, you took the relationship with the kids out of it. So, um, I mean, relationships is a huge thing. Relationships with other athletic directors, relationships with, I mean, at Foundation Christian, the family that I have here, for sure. Um, I mean, my my boss was there when I gave birth, not gave birth, the day after I gave birth to my son. So, you know, they um, both him and his wife came in and held my baby when he was one day old. So we're, we're a family. We're super connected. Um, we worship together. Uh, we pray for each other. We do life together. Um, so that's why I love it here at Foundation Christian. Why I love being an athletic director? 
I love being able, if, if, if I'm not talking about the relationship with the, with the kids, I love seeing their successes. I love um, when, when they're at a game and they finally make that hit, when they finally make that catch, when they finally make that goal and they, or they do a header from a corner kick or whatever it is, and the team just erupts. That is, that's it. I mean, that's why I do what I do to be able to see the kids get so excited. Um, I'm tearing up over here. Um, I mean, it just reminded me of, you know, when Stamkos finally made the goal the other day in the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs, he first time out there and he made a goal and everybody erupted and the fans were excited. The coaches were excited. The team was excited. That's what we get to experience all the time. I mean, not on the level of the Stanley Cup playoffs, but um, it, it finally connects. The kids finally get, hey, this is what my coach has been teaching me. Um, and I get to direct all that. I get to do, I get to drive the kids to their game. I get to, you know, make sure they're all in uniform and um, schedules and the whole thing for that so that they can have those aha moments so that they can have the crazy party on the bus on the way home. Because um, it's just fun, you know? I mean, that's why, that's why I love doing it because it's fun. No, and that's exactly it, okay? I don't think there's any other job out there that allows those experiences to happen on a daily basis. And sometimes, you know, multiple times you go from the soccer field and you go into the gym that's for right. a basketball game and, and it happens all over again. So <laughs> no, that's, I appreciate you sharing that uh, um, all too common, but for each person all so unique experience. Okay. Right. Um, Pam, this has just been great uh, talking with you, get to know you a little bit, but we're not done. Uh, we always like to wrap up with what we call the athletic director's toolbox. Now, uh, when you started as the AD, I don't know if you had a toolbox, but my task for you is you're going to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three items in their toolbox. What oh, no. three things are going to go in Pam Colley's athletic director toolbox? Oh, man. Um, Okay, are we talking like legitimate things or, or concepts? Uh, the question <laughs> is uh, stated as is. Okay. Oh, my word. Okay. Um, uh, you got to have your phone uh, no matter what because um, the schedule is always changing. Uh, ADs are always calling. Your coaches need you. Parents need you. Um, you have to be practically on call all the time. Um, and, and on that phone, you've got your email, you have your apps for your schedule, you have um, the, all of your information on who's volunteering for the game that day. Uh, that's all right there on your phone. So don't leave that in your office. Take it with you all the time and make sure it's charged so that after you've driven the bus and you get to where you're going, you can still check your emails when you're there. Um, number one thing, for sure. Um, second thing, uh, you gotta have the support of your administration. You have to, uh, that is, without that, I would not have been successful. Um, you have, it, because there's so many things that you do, you're, you're pulling kids out of class, you are spending more money than you bring in a lot of time, you are, you're doing all these things that administration has to help. They have to, they have to be supportive of what you're doing or else you're just gonna be bumping heads constantly. Um, and get a great coaching staff. 
um, even if it's just you and one other guy for a little bit until you get it going. Uh, but you have to have a great coaching staff, people that you trust, people that um, are going to do the job well uh, and that they're great on coaching, but they also can create relationships with the parents. They can create relationships with the students. They can be a great mentor and they're going to uh, coincide with your policies and with your mission statement and with all the things that you have in place for your athletic program. Um, your coaching staff makes or breaks it. Uh, sometimes you have to get rid of coaches and that stinks, but if they're not lining up with what um, your program is about, you have to do it um, because you can't jeopardize your program for a coach. Uh, so make sure you have a great coaching staff to help. So those are my three things. Those, those are three great things, and I'm so glad you mentioned the administrative support, and maybe that's something that needs to go in the box before they take that job. Yes. Uh, you know, when you are interviewing, you know, for that job, uh, when they're interviewing you, you got to interview them, and you got to find out, is that administrative support going to be there? Because uh, if it's not, as you said, it, it could really, uh, you know, make a challenging situation. Right, that's right. And if you have the, if you have your administrative support, if you've got that coaching staff, you can figure out the rest as you go. Oh, right? you absolutely. Don't go, you don't want to go backwards. You don't want to figure out everything and then make sure that you have those because, you know, it's just going to be a mess. So, yeah. Well, Pam, thanks again uh, for sharing. Uh, continued success at Foundation Christian and uh, hope your teams continue to, to do well this and in the subsequent seasons. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. To our listeners, thanks as always for tuning in. Come back again next time for another edition of the Educational AD. Thanks again for listening to the Educational AD podcast. Remember the Zoom video of this interview will be posted on the YouTube channel. Go to YouTube and type in Educational Athletic Director. Thanks again for listening.